If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta Sky Miles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta Sky Miles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money show. It is Tuesday, February 22nd. Uh, last week, I did such a fun segment on CBS Mornings. Oh, I loved it. It was really delightful. It was really pegged to this idea that we are so screwed up about the way we talk about money. It really is. And Mark, did you find that after being single for so long, when you had a partner, it was tough to talk to her about money? No, not at all. Because she is just very grounded, I would presume. And you too, about like your money stuff, right? Yeah, we're on the exact same page when it comes to that stuff, which obviously, you know, is key. I can't imagine being with somebody where, you know, we, were, we weren't on the same wave, wavelength when it comes to the finances. Yeah, we have no problem talking about that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny because I do, we have all these, um, you know, there are always these um, surveys, like Fidelity came out with a survey, all right? And I'll give you some of this stuff. 44% of partners say they argue about money at least occasionally, okay? 48% disagree on the age they plan to retire. 51% disagree on how much savings is needed to reach retirement. And about 40% disagree on how much risk they're comfortable taking in their investments. Hmm. Those are big numbers, I think, right? Sounds like I'm in the minority because we don't have any disagreements on any of those topics. I know, we don't either. So I think that that's interesting. So, you know, a couple of things to remember. First of all, we're going to play the segment here. And then on the other side, Mark and I are going to talk about some things I didn't actually cover in the segment. So I think that's important. Once we get through this, I really would love to hear from you guys if you are having some problems in your relationship and maybe try to moderate those problems and help you guys. So if you have a problem or you have a tough time talking to your partner about money, go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, and we will be happy to chat with you and change your name and your voice and all that, or get both of you on the line and we'll, we'll try to mediate, I guess. All right. Here is uh, CBS mornings from Tuesday, February 15th. And this is with Tony DeCopel and Vlad Dutier and Michelle Miller. Here's the segment. Today's Money Watch, one day after Valentine's Day, we have a reality check for you. One study shows that nearly one in five couples feel money is their greatest relationship challenge. And about one third say they're keeping some type of financial secret from their partner. Uh-oh. <laughs> CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger is here with some tips. Jill, good morning to you. I'm actually surprised it's only one in five people who say mm -hmm. money is their biggest Me relationship too. challenge. Well, I think part of this is that, you know, what is your relationship challenge changes from day to day? It may be that health has now become the top concern of being a pandemic. Could be. But obviously, finance is always important in a relationship. So when should you have the conversation? I have to say that some of our colleagues here at the show who are millennials tell me that when they go on first, second dates, they're talking about money and what? loans. And I was like, what? That's crazy. 
So I would say that's a little too soon for me. But what you try to uncover as you get a little bit more serious with somebody is you want to know what are your financial values, right? And, and what's important to you? And how much do you feel confident about your own financial acumen? And what are some of the money habits you have? Just little pieces that will get you started. People have varying degrees. They see things completely differently. The big one for a lot of people is when they get married or when they become a couple, are they going to combine their finances? Yeah, I really am agnostic about this, I have to say, because I think in some couples it works great when you say, let's put it all together. We can do this. We'll assign tasks. That's wonderful. But there are a lot of people who are both working and feeling comfortable. They want to have their own money. Or as my mother, Mrs. Schlesinger, likes to say, what's his is mine and what's mine is mine. There is a point where you want to have some control. Whatever you decide, make it a joint decision. And if you're going to assign tasks, I want to be clear about this. Let's say that Michelle and I are a couple and she says, hey, you know how to manage money. Great. Okay, but that does not mean you can just be off the hook. I'm going to meet with you quarterly to go through what we're doing. Here's what our investments are doing. Here's how I pay the bills. You cannot be an uninvolved partner to the point where you don't understand the information. Why do you have that look on your face, Michelle? No reason. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so here's the question, though. What are the advantages to combining finances with a couple. Okay, the, this is so I can get Vlad's wife on board. <laughs> Let's be clear. Well, okay. you know, because some people will say it, it. sometimes it depends on who you bank with. And perhaps I don't want to pay the fees associated with the bank that you uh, shop with or, or not. Okay, so the advantage is it's easier, right? There's one account, there's a master account or a mistress account, and you've got it all paid. But <laughs> I don't have on, one of those. On, on the other hand, <laughs> not that kind of interest. Um, so the other hand, I would say, so in my couple, it's, it's very easy. We have a house account. And we both contribute to that house account, but we each maintain our own accounts. That could also be because, you know, we don't have kids. We just have four-legged kids and there aren't as many things that are being paid jointly. So I think, again, it's got to work for you as a couple. You've got to articulate what you're doing and have some ground rules. So, Jill, I recently signed up for the automatic alerts every time my credit card is used. And I do it to monitor fraud. I don't want there to be a problem. So every I get a text message every time something is purchased. So now I see everything that... <laughs> Katie purchases, and I used to not. And it's created some conversations. These are not secrets revealed. It's just sort of things that were going on that you weren't paying attention to. Did so you really like, need that air like, fryer? Like, <laughs> she, all is good. All is happy. But, but like, it, it does raise the question of whether certain secrets are okay, or do you really need to share everything with everyone? Okay. I think if there's like some de minimis level, some level under which you've got free reign, that's fine. Come up with that amount. It's $100, it's $50, whatever works for your couple. However, financial infidelity is bad. Yeah. And here's why. Because it can really mask other problems underneath the relationship. Psychologists say to me, one of the reasons we fight about money and there is financial infidelity is because underneath there is a larger problem around trust that has not been addressed. So everyone, come clean with your spouses, reveal those accounts, be sure you're on the same page. Do not say anything to Katie right no, now. No, no. I think what you're saying is, I think what you're saying is, everyone should have those alerts on, and then everyone knows everything. Or you have or a separate credit card. We have trigger alerts. Anything exactly. about over a thousand dollars triggers a discussion. Exactly. You know, for, especially for guitars. Yeah. <laughs> That's my trigger alert. Guitars. Anything over five hundred dollars discussion, a thousand approval.
If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths. And where the Wi-Fi password is rarely used. Because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.amic slash you know. Okay. So Mark, one of the funny things that I always consider about money and with all these issues is that people just have a really hard time starting the dialogue. So the one thing that I think is really important if you're having a tough time thinking about money and how to avoid fighting is that you want to break the cycle. You got to set aside a specific time and a place to talk about money. You know what else you should do? Set some ground rules. There's no judgments. There's open dialogue. You want to share information. So here's like what I think about like big picture. You want to cover your balance sheet, right? What you own and what you owe. So each of you talks about that. You want to talk about kind of like your future plans. Do we want to buy or rent? Do we want to have kids? If we do, do we want to pay for college and retirement and all that? And then if you're really freaking out and you can't do it on your own. Maybe you get a certified financial planner or a CPA to help you out, or you just call us. How about that? You know what the big question is nowadays when you're starting, you know, when you're on maybe like a first few dates and considering a long-term, a longer-term thing, yeah. you know what the popular question is? How much student loan debt do you have? No. What? What's your credit score? <gasps> What's your credit score? I see. I started that segment off and I was, ta- they were saying like, when do you start talking about money? And all the millennials were telling me at work, were saying they um, actually find out if they want to find out if someone has student loans, but what's your credit score? Wow. You know, um, one funny part of that fidelity survey was about a quarter of people say they are frustrated at their partner's money habits, but they let it go for the sake of keeping the peace. You know why I think that's funny? Mm-hmm. Big deal. There's a many things in a relationship we let go to keep the peace, right? I mean, that's not that doesn't seem like that big a thing to me to let something go. Here's a question we didn't get to in this segment. In the popular new Netflix documentary, The Tinder Swindler, we hear from women who've loaned their boyfriends thousands of dollars, which put them into debt. If a friend or a loved one asks you for money, how do you handle a situation like that? What do you think, Mark? Uh, one occasion I can think of, I don't, I can't remember now. It's been, it was a long time ago, but I think it was probably around $2,000. And I kind of, when I, when I made the loan, I kind of said to myself, you're not seeing this money again. And guess what? Never saw the money again. Really? So Do I know who it was? No. Okay. All right. So I want to just be clear about this when we're, and, and again, I want to talk about it as sort of a partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, partner issue. And then I want to talk about family. Okay. So A marriage is a legal connection between you and a partner, okay? And that means when you have a legal connection, there's kind of the, there's a trail and there's a way to handle what would go, what would happen if things go south, i.e. divorce. However, if you are not legally married, I would be very careful about loans. So if you want to proceed with your boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, then you better make sure that that loan is documented in some way to ensure that if things go south, you've got some recourse. You know, one other area, Mark, that I think we should discuss when it comes to partnerships and dating in early days, don't share your pins and your passwords. Don't. Just don't do it. Not to your phone, not to your email, not to your social media, and most crucially, not on any of your financial accounts. You want to give your friend, your 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 new boyfriend, girlfriend, lover, you know, your streaming subscription? Sure. 
all right, I, that's my boundary though, right there. Yeah, I've never shared any of that stuff, pin numbers, passwords. I've never shared any of that until my current relationship. Yeah, I mean, that's how I knew it was for real, Mark. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> now, what about when a either a friend or a family member asks you for a loan? I would say this. You really have to make a decision about whether or not it's a loan or it is a just a gift, okay? It would be important to say to someone, if it is a loan, okay, if this is a loan, then let's document it. If, if you're going to do it, then that's fine. Like I've helped people out. I've given money to a friend who's been in need and she had often has said to me, oh, you know, it's a loan. I'm like, it's not a loan. I'm giving it to you. And I expect no payment in return. Okay. That's it. That way we all have the same expectations. Then you don't have to feel bad about breaking a promise. And I don't have to feel bad that you have an unfulfilled expectation of repaying me. That's it. If I don't like those terms, then I shouldn't do it. That's what I think. Okay. All right. Just this one part about um, retirement. It's interesting that that fidelity survey had about the, uh, the disagreement about retirement. If you've got a disagreement about retirement, we'd love to hear from you. We really would. So you go to jillonmoney.com and you click the contact us button. Why? Because I think retirement is not just about money. It is about where you want to live and how you want to spend your time and whether you want to stop working or do something different. All of this requires actual running of numbers. And if we don't help you run those numbers, you're not going to achieve anything. And then you're going to be in constant disagreement. So I think that to me is really important. And the other piece of this is we've talked about this on the program. Your family of origin shapes your feelings and habits for the good and bad about money. Okay. That means when you're talking to your partner, you got to be compassionate. You really do. And you have to be empathetic and you really have to try to be curious and listen without judgment. If that is something that is beyond you, then you probably do need some third party to help you out. Again, Mark, would you like us to have that role in people's lives to be their financial couple therapist? Yeah, I would enjoy that. I would enjoy that too. I want to hear from people. So give us a holler. Let us know if we can help you out. Okay. That's it. That's the program. You can follow Eye on Money wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And Mark Talercio, co-host and executive producer, the best in the world. We are distributed by Viacom CBS. We drop our episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays. As always, we would like you to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Someone needs a pat on the back. Just a little, not a hug even, but just a little, a little encouragement. Curiosity, compassion, community. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Money Watch ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey.